It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, another good afternoon. Welcome to the Close of Business podcast for Ausbiz, of course. My name's Kyle Rodder with David Scott. And, uh, well, Scotty, we were just talking before we went and pressed play on this thing. The fairy tale continues. A stat that you threw around today in the group chat, 13 of the last 16 days we have finished higher. Uh, Not bad for a market as pessimistic as it was heading into 2023. Yeah, certainly better than uh, Ben Simmons' uh, free throw percentage over the last uh, last few bits. But uh, <laughs> yeah, continue, continuing to uh, just rocket higher. And can you believe it? We are now in the vicinity, 1.5% or so away from all-time highs. Uh, I kicked off the uh, newsletter today asking the question, who had uh, fresh highs by February is their 2023 bingo card? It's, uh, what a remarkable start to the year. And yet again, I think today's uh, latest rally in the absence of a lot of news, was built around signs that inflation, including here in Australia, is starting to moderate. Well, there you go. Um, it's an absolutely fantastic point. And um, I just wanted to throw out some perhaps trivia for you too, uh, Scotty, because I was listening, uh, I was talking, I think I mentioned it to you last week as well, Tim Edwards from SMP Dow Jones Global Indices uh, last week, suggesting that we could be on the cusp of the best uh January for the ASX 200 in about 30 years. And we need to crack the 5, 5% gain level to be able to see that. But at the moment, we're just shy of 4.5%. So uh, we're making headways there. This really is a, a positive start to the new year. I'll perhaps just give you a little bit of a wrap-up on the day that was because we finished 0.44% higher, 74.90. The intraday high was at 74.96 or whisk whisker away from 7500 uh and it was a reasonably broad-based day day of gains as well uh real estate stocks uh performing strongest up by 1.55 percent it well the nasdaq's been rallying despite just as an aside rising yields at the long end uh the it sector here was up by 1.2 percent and the old reliable the engine behind the market materials was up 1.1 percent now scotty i suppose we had a lot of corporate news today but um well it's probably the bias of both you and i coming through but i still think as it was uh, as you just alluded to there with uh, the inflation expectations some of that consumer sentiment data are clearly pessimism building out there in the real economy um maybe not necessarily impacting markets so much yeah, uh, I think that the NAB business survey, the particular, so we saw a, quite a large decline in the conditions. So I know trading profitability and employment, the four indicators were softer. But to me, the thing that really stood out was just how quickly the uh, the inflation readings there on input prices, final prices, no, retail prices, wages, and the like did go and soften over the course of this survey. And it does point to a moderation in demand and potentially some unbuckling of uh, supply chain snarls and everything else. But uh, putting context as well that the decline in confidence that businesses reported are uh, still in negative territory. Uh, 
dare say we're getting a pretty good indication that the business sector is now seeing clear signs of a slowdown in the broader economy. Yeah, definitely. And um, well, I suppose markets are looking through it because the Aussie dollar is actually above 70 cents too, something that we probably didn't report on much today. I think the high last night was about 70 25 uh if you look at it right now well we're still above 70 uh cents just uh, just a fraction there so um tells you all you need to know probably about uh the outlook for the global economy or uh, the current sentiment towards it as well as obviously the benefits china's reopening will have on the aussie economy too but um Let's jump ahead to the stock of the day, perhaps, because, well, we've had a lot of good interviews. We'll touch with those in a moment. We've got a lot coming up in the next few days. But uh, we'll get to, well, a discussion had between Henry Jennings from Marcus Today, Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool, and David Koch. Um, I tell you what, Scotty, uh, it was like listening to uh, three blokes at the pub today uh, out there in the in the studio. They were having, having almost too much fun. Uh, but the stock of the day was Karoon Energy, uh, up uh, out with, as a lot of uh, resource companies are at the moment, with a little bit of an update. Here's what the lads had to say. Now, here they're a hold. Right. $2.10 to $2.15, they're a screaming buy. If they got the two fifty again, I think I'd probably be taking profits. But right. as I say, this is kind of a, a long-term stock for me. It has been very good. We did very well out of this buy right. around 65 70 cents when they were just a cash box, when they were just a dream, a glimmer in, a, in an oil man's eye of buying the Brazilian assets. Right. Henry is just a lot better than I do. He's also more comfortable with resources than I am. Koshi, our viewers will know very well, but I tend to try to avoid businesses whose operational metrics are very, very hard to forecast. I don't try and play the oil price forecasting game. And so the question really, you control your operational costs, you hope to maximise your volumes, and then you wake up every morning and not we're seeing the put and call strategy, as Henry said, and say, what price am I getting or what price can I hedge? Those are kind of the same conversations. That put, of course, the latter gives you much more certainty and much more ability to sort of forecast that sort of short to medium term uh, volume and therefore, sorry, value and therefore profit. But uh, Okay, well, it's not going to go to the investment committee. Uh, Henry called it a hold. Uh, Scott said he's keen on the sector, but he prefers to be able to forecast operational metrics easily. So it's in his too hard basket. But um, that's uh, that's Karun Energy there. So like I said, not going to make it to the investment committee. But um, again, if you do want uh, some stock picks combined with perhaps an ambiance very similar to the front bar of a pub, today's call was a, was a terrific episode. Um, Scotty, let's get to the conversations that we had today. And... Um, well, you had a good chat with David Lane, I believe, from Ordmanet. Yeah, uh, looking for ways to go and play the uh, resurgence in new car imports that we're seeing at the moment, talking about unbuckling supply chains and that earlier in the podcast. That's uh, that's one factor we're seeing. So seeing a big increase coming through, not quite back to uh, 2019 levels just yet, but uh, all the same things are starting to go and perk up there. So a few ways to go and play that, both through the direct dealership channel and also through the financing channel as well. Also had a bit of a chat with him about some of the other, the more speculative parts of the market and the runs we're seeing at the moment the price action, which has been pretty wild. And uh, always good to go and get the experienced campaigners views about uh, what to go and make of those sort of events. Also, I had a great day chat today uh, with Charles Leyland from Leyland Private Asset Management. He's a stock picker too, uh, likes to go and ignore a lot of the noise out there, doesn't really want to go and comment about where the broader market's likely to go and move over the, uh, the longer term. 
but uh, does come armed with stock picks. And, uh, yeah, had uh, his say two names out there that uh, he particularly likes at this stage that look you know, pretty compelling value when everything else has been rallying hard. Okay, so uh, as always, a great conversation had there with David Lane, a good friend of the show. Uh, some other conversations that we had today, uh, Charles Leyland from Leyland Private Asset Management uh, discussed why he likes the long-term prospects for Treasury Wine Estates and IAG. I'm going to go have a stab and say uh, his argument there for Treasury Wine was that, uh, well, the Chinese want to drink our booze once again, or at least the government's going to let them drink our booze once again. Um, and buys and interests, as well, a, com- a conversation there with CIO Joshua Young. Um, he explained why oil is in another bull market. Interesting, because we've been talking about that for a little while, Scotty, about the potential impacts of uh, a higher oil price as everyone sort of starts pricing in, perhaps a better outlook for the economy in 2023. Also had uh, the charts read, I guess you could say, by uh, Tony Sycamore in the trade today, focusing very much on oil uh, as uh, an individual market, but also some cross-market analysis there as well. The impacts, obviously, on the bond market, as well as uh, valuations on equities if we do start to see yields rise, and they're already doing that, of course. But... Let's get to the, the part of the conversation, Scotty, that I wanted to, to, to ultimately get to right now and to round things out, I suppose, is that we now do have a lot of event risk coming up. And uh, well, tonight we've got some US earnings and then the CPI figures tomorrow followed by a handful of, of pretty significant US data releases. Yeah, uh, the inflation report tomorrow is going to be important. I don't think it's the bee's knees there when it comes to the other inflation. Outlook. We we know to expect that we're going to go see multi-decade highs, particularly at the other uh, headline level. But really what happens from here, which is probably more important, and uh, certainly you know, talked about the NAB survey today, there's some sort of evidence of building that we might have got uh, that crescendo uh, underway in the December quarter. But then the question goes back to where does inflation go in fall to? And I think that's a question not only here, but also in other parts of the world. That the markets really haven't come to fully uh, grasp at this point in time. There seems to be a, a view that we're just going to go and see inflation go back to target, uh, rates to be normalised, cut back again and uh, off the races with no recession. Just seems a little bit too easy and probably go and translate that across to some of the expectations we're seeing with corporate earnings at the moment as well, which still seem to be uh, getting uh, no, quite optimistic given the uh, the economic backdrop we're looking at. Yeah, that attitude so 2010s, I think. It um, might be uh, an old way of perhaps looking at things. And like you said, Scuddy, um, I was writing a piece for, for one of our commercial partners in the last few days and... Um, earnings uh, over the last few weeks have been downgraded for the quarter. Uh, and the outlooks haven't been fantastic either. So S&P 500 earnings expected to contract close to 5% uh, for Q4. Things not looking that rosy really uh, going forward. But uh, well, of course, markets are a forward-looking beast. Maybe forward-looking for much much further into the future than uh, perhaps a, a potential earnings recession uh, that's, uh, that may be upon us. But um I don't know, Scotty. Again, we've got a lot coming up. Microsoft is tomorrow morning. That's going to be significant. We had the firm announcing, um, or actually uh, pre-guiding, uh, pretty poorly announcing 5% job layoff um, or staff layoff. Um, a lot of the bad news might be baked into the price there when it comes to Microsoft. A fairly, fairly rare earnings downgrade. Of course, we have tests from the next few days too. Getting up early, we're going to be do- doing that. Anything else? I'll get let you let you get the final word there, potentially, uh, Scuddy. Anything else that we uh, want to sort of leave the listeners on as uh, we wrap up another fairly positive day for the market? 
things are looking exceptionally good out there at the moment and that makes me a little bit nervous and all i'll point out is that we have the uh the advanced q4 gdp figure in the united states we've got that uh, no core pce uh deflator that we part of that the inflation gauge and just take a look at some of the trends we're seeing at the moment in inflation expectations amongst uh, the markets you're seeing um, break-evens uh, other measures such as that are also starting to go and tick higher, which is not consistent with the uh, the backdrop of easier monetary policy settings that the markets are pricing in. Then look at uh, the Atlanta Fed GDP now. It's got into a 3.5% uh, seasonally adjusted annual rate in Q4. That's way above target and uh, probably inflationary, you could go and argue as well. So you put that together and the loosening financial conditions that we've seen at the moment, uh, I think no one can go and, and say... Uh, that uh, no, the inflation hasn't gone and peaked for this cycle. But uh, I think the other uh, ducks are lining up telling me that uh, inflation is going to likely settle far higher than what central banks would like. And uh, I think that will be problematic for the risk rally in the longer term. Mm, all's not what it seems potentially. Scotty, uh, fantastic chat. Let's uh, leave it there. We'll talk again tomorrow morning. Have a fantastic evening, mate. Yeah, we'll go rock up and uh, get ready to uh, rock and roll for that CPI report. Be a big one. All right, all right, all right.